I had a client, we were working together and things were just not moving even though we'd done all of the business things we needed to do. And I said to him, I really think we need to do some energetic work on your relationship with your father and the things that you learned growing up. And he said, what are you talking about? My relationship with my father is really great. And so I started asking him questions and I said, do you remember when you told me your father said this, this, and this happened? And he's like, oh my gosh. He wasn't even admitting to himself that he had these very strong beliefs that he wasn't good enough, smart enough, and that he was destined to fail. Caution, you will begin to love your nine to five with this show. Join us as we explore and discover your unique strengths and learn to apply them to your daily business activities with your host, Shmuel Septimus. Welcome to this episode of the Love Your 9 to 5 show. Today's guest comes highly recommended by another previous guest who's been on the show multiple times. Vivica Von Rosen said that I have to speak and I have to interview and we must have a conversation with today's guest. Before we introduce her, um, no, we will introduce her right now. Deborah Bringelson is one of the most profit-producing business growth and empowerment experts in the world. She helps C-levels break through the fog of confusion, poor sales, and overwork to increase revenues and acclaim, reclaim the time and energy and joy that their business has stolen from their life. Deborah has served with, uh, and worked with uh, Fortune 100 and 500 CEOs, U.S. presidents, want to hear about that, members of Congress, and names that, you'll, that we know, Richard Branson, Tony Robbins, David Packard, President Reagan, Governor Schwarzenegger. There's really a lot, a lot to discuss. So first of all, Deborah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. So you're welcome. Uh, I was, Vivica sent me a message. You sent a message. I knew we had to connect. And I really, I already feel that this is going to be uh, a very unique episode. So for our listeners who don't know you, and I've researched you just a little bit because we only met recently. Um, can you give us just a, a short background? Because I don't want to spend the whole podcast discussing your background. But where do you come from personally? And kind of how did your business evolve to the direction where it is now? And we'll take that from, you know, from here after you go. Okay. So I, I started my professional life uh, in politics, actually. And I, did, I have worked with a couple of presidents. And I worked in Congress for a while. And I got a call one day from someone saying this business is going out going under and we want you to come and see if you can do something and turn it around and i have no idea why they called me other than they knew of other things that i had done out of the business world and i started with that company they literally their budget had declined from about a million dollars to fifty six thousand dollars and they were they were really thinking about should we just turn the lights off and go home and so I started working with them, and when we finished together, they'd gone from $56,000 annual revenue to more than $13 million. And from there, wow. it just sort of snowballed. I just started working. I get, you know, getting calls from um, companies all over the world to come in and help them. I started turning around. And I think the thing that that's most important about me that resonates with what you do with your show is I'm all about freedom. 
I want everyone on the planet to have freedom. And, you know, money doesn't necessarily make you happy, but it buys access and it gives you the freedom to choose, you know, healthy food and the kind of school that you send your children to and where you travel. So I, everything I do is about focusing on my clients or the people that I speak to, how to have more money, less stress, more fun, and more freedom in their lives. Wow. Okay. So that's definitely a very full and complete answer. And I definitely can relate to the struggle, which you're suggesting a solution for, because, you know, you have the question, do you work to live or do you live to work? And, you know, if you're living to work, then what's the whole purpose of it all? I agree. So, so by having that level of freedom that money could buy, um, you know, uh, I had a friend who mentioned recently that, you know, uh, uh, getting a Lexus is not going to make me happy. So my response was, yes, your Lexus won't get you happy, but I'd rather have my problems in a Lexus than in a Toyota, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but on a serious note, um, the, I yeah, definitely can relate to that on so many levels. Now, how did that actually happen? Your background is in politics, and we're not going to talk politics, at least not on air. Uh, we'll, we'll leave that on the side for a moment. But how did you make the... Had it first of all, someone else obviously recognized that, and that whatever secret sauce you were using in politics, somehow you transferred that into business in a very explosive way. So, first of all, how did it transition? And maybe let's go back a step and figure out what is that? What is the thing that you were doing well in politics that worked well in business? Well, you know, I think one of the things is solutions, you know, and it's not just talking. A lot of people in politics just talk, right? They don't actually do anything. And so I think part of it was that there were actual solutions that were being implemented, you know, like um, legislation getting passed to protect children and to prevent um, pollution in the oceans. And, And they saw how proactive I was, but One of the things that I have been doing for about 30 years is using quantum physics in creating those solutions and it makes it a lot easier. So whereas, you know, a lot of times people get really stuck with things, they can't move forward, they can't figure out what to do next or they don't have the energy to do it. Um, When you bring in the quantum world, when you connect to that quantum field and understand how to use it to make the connections, to open up the pathways, things happen kind of miraculously. I mean, you know, one really quick example is um, I was asked to negotiate a deal with Richard Branson. And before, I didn't know this when when I started, before I started, he was already a really hard no. He did not want to work with my clients. He was absolute about that. I only found that after everything was over. And... Using the quantum world, getting into that quantum field and finding the solutions like, you know, I was driving past a building one day and I said, this is the building where the brand new Virgin America is going to be located. And nine months later, that's where it was located. Um, So, so being able to do that. And I think that, you know, even though people didn't really know that that's what I was doing and I certainly wasn't talking about it, you know, 20, 30 years ago because it wasn't something that people believed in, they didn't know what it was, um, they were seeing the results. In that- so hold on, before, before we go too far, can you just give a, a, a layman's definition of quantum physics? 
and what that what that means for those who are not familiar with it. Okay, so everything in the universe, and science has proven this, everything in the universe is energy. You, you, the walls in your house, the rocks around your house, everything is energy, and you can shift the energy of the what we would call the material world because it's just movement you can shift it and you can open things up so like for example richard branson wasn't interested in having working with my clients by connecting to him in the quantum world shifting the energy of his beliefs we were able to open him up to the possibility of having a conversation and so when you understand your body and your thoughts are all radiating out energy. And, and okay. so imagine like little tentacles of spider webs. So if I'm thinking really negative things and, you know, if I'm fearful about something like my health or something like that, what I'm doing is I'm sending energy out into the world and I'm telling the universe, bring those experiences to me. And so when you'll when you see somebody who's constantly having, you know, all kinds of problems in their lives, the first question I always ask is, what are they thinking and what are they feeling in their body? Like, are they feeling fearful? On the other hand, if you want to shift that and bring in positive things like more money or, you know, more opportunities or the love of your life, you shift your thoughts to be about what you want and at the same time you shift your energy and that energy and, and there are machines actually we have machines that can detect the, this field that you're sending out to people to the universe saying bring me whatever it is that i'm thinking and feeling wow so so I've heard, i'm familiar with the concept of the basically what you know referred to and uh, don't be upset at me if this is a bad comparison but the law of attraction, which seems, uh, okay, I got my answer ready, it's different, but the, <laughs> go ahead, I'll let you talk. Well, so I don't like the phrase law of attraction because it's, it's become something that people have used as a marketing fad. And they're, they're, they don't have an understanding of it and they're giving an incomplete explanation to people because they're using it as a tool to make, to sell something. I don't have a problem with the law of attraction. I just have a problem with the fact that it's being used and not being helpful to people. The law of attraction is basically saying what I'm saying. There are four components of your energetic body that you have to get into alignment in order to get what you want. And so a lot of people said the law of attraction, just, you know, think about what you want and it'll magically appear. And, you know, there are people right. like, oh, I've been thinking about a Lamborghini all day. There's not one in my driveway. Right. The reason for that is there are four components. There's your thoughts, which you're thinking about the Lamborghini. There are the feelings that are being radiated out and the emotions that are being radiated. So, so emotions are related to your thoughts. Like for example, you're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off and you think that jerk just cut me off. And then your mind starts looping emotionally. That jerk cut me off. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. So those two things go in combination. Then there are your core beliefs. And this is really important. 
What do you believe at your core? If you grew up, as a lot of people around the world have and in this country have grown up with the belief that you don't deserve or you have to work really hard, you know, nose to the grindstone or money's the root of all evil. If your core belief doesn't allow, allow you to have that Lamborghini or thinks that you don't deserve it, you're never going to get it. And what happens is your feelings are attached to your beliefs. Those are the feelings that are going on in your body. So let's say I, I say to you, well, you can have a Lamborghini if you really want one. And you get that clutch in your stomach like, no, I can't. That is the emotion. That's the fire that fuels the, the biggest power of what you create. So when people talk about the law of attraction and your thoughts create, they absolutely do, but you can't ignore the feelings and emotions and core beliefs that go with all of that. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm absorbing this because I've heard the law of attraction being presented in many different ways. Um, my thoughts are not about a Lamborghini. That's not on my wish list right now, um, unless I don't know if they make them with car seats. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't know if that's going to work out. Uh, but for other things, and yeah, it, it's, it certainly can't, cannot be and isn't as simple as you think about it. You really, really think about it. You hang up a postcard that you look at every day and you think about it um, if it stops at thinking. So what you're saying now makes a lot more sense. I'm just processing this as I'm speaking. But it's, to me, it's so it seems like that your thoughts are creating uh, an emotion, like you said, with the guy who cut you off. So you, you think that the guy's an idiot. Uh, that thought is looping, creating that emotion of anger, and you begin really feeling whatever that feeling is, and that feeling has to help. And I'm not sure if that affects um, your core beliefs or if your core beliefs um, have to come from a different way somehow to change that. But you're go ahead. Well, which way is it? Well, so what? Uh, so let's say let's say somebody is working a nine to five job, and they say, "I want more money, so I'm going to leave my nine to five job and I'm going to start a business." All right. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And they say to themselves, you know, I'm really good at this skill, whatever that skill is. I'm, I'm great at that. And I'm really smart. But somehow, so that's all in their head. And that's creating the emotions in their head. But let's say they grew up in a family where they were told, you'll never amount to much, or you're really, you know, your brother's the smart one, or your sister's the one who's going to be the most successful in life, or they, at some level, they feel like, and, and just about everyone I work with has some experience of this, I'm not enough. That's a core belief. So they start their business, they've got their head going, they know they're really good at this one skill, but in their core, in their body, they're like, I don't know. I don't know if I really believe it. And they may not be admitting it to themselves. I mean, I'll tell you an example. I had a client who... Okay. who um, we were working together and things were just not moving, even though we'd done all of the business things we needed to do. And I said to him, I really think we need to do some energetic work on your relationship with your father and the things that you learned growing up. And he said, what are you talking about? My relationship with my father is really great. And so I started asking him questions and I said, do you remember when you told me your father said this and this and then this happened? And he's like, oh my gosh. He wasn't even admitting to himself that he had these very strong beliefs that he wasn't good enough, smart enough, and that he was destined to fail because of what so he, limiting beliefs. Yeah. But they were in his core. They were in his body. 
and his body was running the show because that was that energy. So it, remember I said, we've got machines that can feel your energy. It, we can, we can sense your energy. So let's say you're going into a big negotiation or a big sales meeting to, to sell something and you're smiling and you're saying all the right words about how great your product is. But in your core, your body is saying, you're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You're not, you know, it, what happens is the person that you're negotiating with or selling to, they may not know what they're feeling, but they know they're feeling something or they, they can feel a disconnect and they don't trust you. They don't know why, but they don't trust you. And that's, that can tank your business. So you have to clear that out and shift your energy to a different level so that you're all in alignment. When you get those four things in alignment, your, your thoughts, emotions, feelings, and core beliefs, that's called the point of power. And that's where everything starts to open up. Wow. So you so you really just cleared up the, the mystery for the critics who have been listening until now. And I'm not going to say if I was part of that group or not. We're saying, what does all this stuff have to do with real hardcore uh, business results? I could have all the touchy-feely stuff at home and in the car I could sing to myself and I could do opera and I could tell myself that I, you really are good and I could do whatever I want. But at the end of the day, I'm in a business meeting. I have a product. I have a service. I know it well um, and I'm presenting it well. and, and I know that I deserve to get compensated at a certain level. And yet, for some reason, when I come across, um, there's some sort of disconnect. So you're saying it's a very, very practical thing that what you could, you know, if you're first of all, if you're not thinking that I'm going to make this money or, I'm, or even if you want to be a little bit less crass for the people who think money is a dirty word, which it's not. Um, but even if someone wants to say I'm going to be let's call it success. And they want to, and they create that emotion, they create that feeling. And, but their core beliefs, they heard that either success doesn't mean being financially successful. Maybe for them, success may have been determined, uh, defined as something else. And now they want to earn their own success in business. And they may say, one second, I'm not supposed to be successful here. Forget, you know, forget about if I can or if I can't. I was told that the definition of success is something else. Right. Um, or I was told not like that, which, by the way, as a parent, you terrify me because that means that, oh, I mean, obviously, I'm aware of the relationship I have with my children, but we, we, we have, they always compare each other. You know, you, you did, took this one out and you didn't do this into that. And anything that we, you know, they're all unique, completely, completely unique. They're, uh, uh, at least by my children, they're, they're so distinguishable. And for good or for bad, but not bad, but challenges and less challenge and less challenge. But the message from a, just from a parenting perspective is that that responsibility is huge. But at the same time, if you have that core belief that you know you were given the ability, you were given these children because you have the abilities inside of you uh, to connect to them in the right way and to build them up and do just the opposite and build the correct principles. Uh, assuming they have a principle uh, guided life, um, then or whatever, you have a clear set of principles that you're guiding them with and that you're building them up, then that could be, you know, that could, be, that could make them that much more successful. But zooming out of parenting for a moment, getting back to business. So if one of this is touchy-feely stuff, how's that going to make me actually close more sales? How am I going to sell that multi, you know, whatever, that big contract? Why are they going to relate to me and connect to me? Um, I think we could all relate to this on some level that there's, 
I'm, I'm speaking for myself, but um, I've worked with a lot of people. And I, I think there are certain people that come across when you meet them the first time, you know that they're spilling their gut. And there's like, there's nothing in between what they're saying and doing and who they are as who, who their core person is. And there are some people like people like to make fun of stewardesses on flights or whoever it is, they put that fake smile, the, the plane is crashing with a smile on their face and, you know, please hold your head on the whatever. And, and you know that that's, those are extremes, but you know that it's fake. So again, I'm processing this and if I misinterpreted, you're going to correct me in a second. But when you come across, and I know sometimes I've done that where I went to big marketing meetings, you know, where I was just a low down on, on the rankings. We went to meet a hospital and Everyone's saying their pre-scripted lines and making sure to, com to comment on all the different things in the room and all the other garbage, which drives me crazy. And then some, there were times I come in there and just said like one thing that was just completely opposite of the whole uh, inauthentic feeling in the room, but immediately connected to people. And like months later, people came back, oh, that was your one-liner. <laughs> you know, and, and people, because it's real and it's genuine and people are starving for that. Is that... Am I, am I getting it? I, well, I think, you, I think you're absolutely right that people are starving for real and authentic. And I think it's related, but I also think it's different. Um, mm -hmm. You know, being, being real and authentic, I think there's a desire to have that. At the same time, though, being real and authentic and not having internal barriers blocking you. Here's a, here's a real practical example. Um, anyone who knows me has probably heard the story that I've told about the realtor who sold homes who went for 12 months with $0 revenue. She made nothing in a 12-month period. We started working together, and we started putting in all of the strategic business plans and strategies that we, we needed to do. And we're eight months in and she still hasn't made any money. And I said to her, look, I think there's something that you're doing that's blocking this energetically. So we did some work around her core beliefs and her energy. And, and what we discovered is she had grown up in a very wealthy family. And she felt like in her core, she didn't deserve to have wealth because she'd never done anything to earn it. So she needed to clear that out. We did. We did some work around it within eight days. And keep in mind, at this point, she's gone 20 months with zero revenue. When, within eight okay. days, she made $298 million. What? Within eight days, she made two, we cleared out that belief that she didn't deserve wealth because she grew up in a wealthy wow. family. She made $298 million, and at the end of the 12 uh, – the 12 month period that we were working together, she made $602 million selling houses. Wow. This is residential real estate. Yes. And you're saying that this is what she made in her commissions on the sales. Well, she, or, she or, was, she was the owner of the company. Wow. Yeah. So she, so basically, Oh wow. So she was owner of the company. She had agents working for her. Yeah. And I'm sure she was selling herself. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so in 12 months, she made $0. 12 months later, she made $602 million. Wow. So that's a practical wow. application. Wow. So, wow. <laughs> that, that's obviously the, those numbers are, are hard to even wrap my head around those numbers, um, especially going from, there's no shortage of real estate agents who, you know, are licensed and certified and not making any sales. I know a few of them myself. Um, and I, I wonder, 
if you know if they have certain core beliefs that are holding them back you know a lot of them are learning the market they have all sorts of terms for why they're not being successful but i mean this is super drastic i mean that means if you take someone who never sold a house before in his life or her life and who has never done anything in business and if they can really get into their core beliefs and understand that yes they can uh they can be successful professionally they have the ability and there's nothing stopping them they don't deserve any more or less than anybody else if that if that can somehow permeate in that core belief and they can connect to it and either remove cover over white out do whatever you got to do to any other um limiting beliefs i won't necessarily call them negative but they're just beliefs that are saying that you cannot do this then then the success um wow then the success could be to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars absolutely and you know you mentioned before people who you know they they think money is dirty or whatever if that's truly a belief that they have now there are people who will say that because they think they should and they don't necessarily believe it but if that's truly a belief they have they will not make money they won't have it your you your energy system will not allow you to have something that you truly believe is evil or dirty because you don't want to be that that's an assumption <laughs> but most people naturally we don't we don't want to be evil we don't want it to be dirty right and uh, people you know i once heard i once heard it defined and i'd love to hear your feedback on this that money doesn't make a person good doesn't make a person evil money just makes a person more of what they already were well and i would take it even a step further money is neutral i mean the air you breathe is neutral money is equally neutral it just depends on what you do with it right so it's a power right that could be used for anything is electricity bad no um well it could be used for to kill someone in an electric chair could also be used to keep a computer going so we could have this conversation right. it's neither good nor bad it's it's energy which is exactly how how we started this conversation now I, I can't not bring up some of the things that I mentioned in your introduction, um, even just just for uh, anecdotal purposes. Would you mind sharing um, maybe what you've done with any of the of the names that we mentioned in the beginning? Maybe Richard Branson or Tony Robbins or President Reagan. Is there any particular one that jumps out the most if you have to pick one of them? So um, Tony Robbins has sent me. Uh, VIP clients to work with. So that's been my relationship with him. Um, president Reagan, I worked with him after he was president um, to work on the California open primary. So I worked with him on that back in the 90s. Um, and then Richard Branson, uh, I was asked by Gavin Newsom, who's the um, is he soon to be governor of California? I was asked by him when Richard Branson was starting his Virgin America Airlines, I was asked if I would lead the effort to have him locate his headquarters in San Francisco. And as I said, at the time, I didn't know it, but he had decided that he would not locate in California for a variety of reasons. And so I said, yes, I will do this, not knowing what I was getting myself into. And um, Nine months later, after running this campaign, I had no financial resources. They gave me no money. I had um, just an assistant, so I didn't have any staff. Everybody who worked on my team was volunteer. 
I had no money to give him and all of the competition, they were giving him hundreds of millions of dollars and tax cuts and all of that. I had none of that. And nine months later, what I, when we closed the deal and he said, yes, I will move my headquarters to California. Um, I learned because I'd become friendly with his team that he was only using California as leverage to get better deals from anyone else. He was not ever intending of going there. And so the point of that is when you combine the, you know, my, my formula is called the power of three. When you combine all three elements of that, this, the business strategies, the success strategies and the quantum physics together, there's just, there's really nothing you can't do. Wow. Wow. Um, it's, it's, um, it's humbling to hear, to hear you, you assume that others can easily uh, take the, this concept and replicate it. Obviously, if it was so simple, we would all do it. So what is a practical way for us to get started actually living the way that you just described? Okay. So I do believe that everybody can do this. And I've got, I, I teach in um, online, it's a home study class, it's online. Um, and I've got CEOs from small companies to multi-million dollar companies who are, you know, one of, one of them, um, his name's John, he 10X'd his leads, his sales and his revenue in six months, 10X. Um, I've got another wow. client who's a solopreneur. He is achieving up to 95% growth, revenue growth month over month. So it's every month wow. he's achieving that. You know, Nadia who went from zero to $602 million. So, so I believe, actually, I, I don't believe, I know that everyone has the ability to do this. Here, here's a way to get started. First, go to sevenblueprint.com. I have a free okay. gift for every, everyone who's listening. It's two things. One, it's a blueprint and the timing is perfect because before it was just a couple page blueprint. Uh, last week I updated it so that you still get this, the blueprint that, that you can look at, but now there's 30 pages of backup information. So if you want that, it's there. If you don't, if you're not somebody who likes to read, that's fine too. You still get the blueprint. And then the other thing is I bundled it with, with my clients, like the, the realtor, I, you know, I do these guided processes where they, I guide them out into the quantum field. Um, I have recorded a guided process to help everyone get themselves out into the quantum field. Now, this is not something where you do it one time and that's it. This is a, this is a lifestyle. This is how I lead my life. And this is how I teach my students in my class to lead their life. So if you go to sevenblueprint.com, seven, the number seven, B-L-U-E-P-R-I-N-T.com, you can get both of those for free as my gift to your listeners. Awesome. I'll definitely put a link to that in the show notes. And I'll definitely have a look at those, at those downloads to see how I can incorporate that and hope that some of our listeners will as well. Especially if someone right now is, let's say, in a nine to five job. And you know, a lot of times... Some people love it. Some people love the fact that I don't have to worry about what this business does, where it's going, what the success will be. Um, as long as I, I keep on, you know, moving things along the conveyor belt, then I'm getting my paycheck. Yeah. And I, I guess for some, I don't know, for some, for some people, maybe depending on where they are in their careers, maybe that's okay. I don't even care the amount of money that you're getting paid. That concept of being a cog or a pawn in someone else's game, a cog in someone else's wheel, whatever, 
uh, that's just so repulsive to me. Right. Um, it, it, because it, I feel like we're suppressing the, our natural ability of self-expression. We're, we're not all the same. We don't all manage the same. And yes, it's true. There are abilities of self-expression. And certain people, they'll say, I'm not a risk taker. I'm too conservative. I don't want to branch out. What if, what if, what if? Um, you know, right now, as I mentioned before the show, I'm starting you know, my own business and I have my own family responsibilities. And I've been asking a lot of what ifs. But I came to the point where he's, you know what, what if I don't do this? I can't afford not to do this. Right. I know uh, my parents were like, you better not say goodbye to your job. And a million other people said that. And thank God, you know, it's, it looks like it's going to work out. The transition will be healthy. But I'm at a point where I, I don't even care because I have to have that. I just can't, you know, you can't do that. So I guess for some people accept that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like some, part of the Love United Five show goes back to maybe a belief which maybe not everybody shares is which we mentioned briefly either before the show or in the beginning of the show is why are we working to begin with if we understand that it's not an end and if we if we understand that we're working for a purpose and we're not just doing it to create a paycheck mm -hmm. um then we're not looking for a quick way to earn enough money to retire we're not looking for a way to to simply pay our bills and then Finally, relax. Uh, just tell you something. Uh, you don't know this about my background. I'll just share with you now. My listeners have heard this once or twice. Um, I haven't had any job ever until I was 30. Um, that means I was studying in what's called kollel. So I was basically doing religious studies almost the entire day. In the evenings, I was teaching a little bit. But I, I entered the business world as an adult with several children. I don't remember the number of what it was at the time. But with, with, with several children. And that's how I entered the business world. Now, I already had developed a system for managing my time, for managing my priorities um, outside of the business world. When I came there for the very first time, I explained to my mentor at that point that I expect to be as productive in the business world as I was in my religious studies. And I explained to him that we would actually sit across the table from a study partner. We would sit three, four hour sessions in a row. We would not, we were maybe we weren't always perfect, but the goal was not to speak anything that wasn't directly related to the subject at hand. 100% productive, and that's what we're going to do, and we accomplished tremendous things by doing that. Uh, but the immediate vibe that I got from almost everybody, which was foreign to me, was that, you know, the depressing Mondays, and then as the weekend comes closer, TGIF, and I learned a lot of new things I didn't know. Um, and then, you know, we're living for the weekends. And it just, I don't know, they, they just so rubbed me the wrong way that if you don't love what you're doing the entire time, then that's a very depressing way to spend your limited time on, on this wonderful planet. Yeah. So applying some of the things that, 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 um, that you've mentioned, and obviously we're only, this is the tip of the iceberg, it should be a way uh, for us to be able to begin seeing things a different, in a different way. Now, I know um, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, is there a final thought um, that you could give just about the power of three formula. Maybe if you could even share that with our listeners of just so that they could understand it really well and perhaps, uh, you know, and a practical way for them to begin understanding it after they download the download. Okay. So if you want a more in-depth explanation of the power of three formula and how it works, um, you should go to debrabringelson.com forward slash growth. That's okay. D E B E R A H B 
R-I-N-G-E-L-S-O-N.com forward slash growth. And that will give you an explanation of what, you know, all these people that I've talked about who've had this massive success, what they've actually done. Um, so, So it's right there. But the power of three formula combines three things. The first is proven business strategies, but I do it with a little bit of a twist. Um, speaking to your ideal buyers, figuring out who your ideal buyers are first, because there's a whole world of buyers, but you only want the ones who are right for you, the ones who are easy to work with, who listen to you, who you know pay and pay well. How, how to actually connect with them and do it in an easy way that makes them want to talk to you. Um, you'll want to look for the story that I talk about where that, the home developer, we didn't sell those $602 million of houses by talking about granite and lighting and fixtures. We talked about diabetes, heart disease, and teen drug use to sell houses. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a different twist. That's part of the pow- first part of the power of three formula. The second part are the success tools that you need, how to lead yourself if you hire someone, how to, how to lead them, how to build a team, how to um, put a presentation together, how to negotiate a, a deal. Like when I was negotiating with Richard Branson, I mean, one of the most powerful billionaires in the world, how to negotiate at that level. One, this, this class that I'm talking about, one of my students was pre-revenue startup. He hadn't made any money. By the end of the five-week class, he had negotiated a $67 million deal by learning these tools. And then the wow. third element of the power of three that makes it easier and more joyful is the quantum physics piece, how to open that up, how to open up the energy so that you're, you're bringing into your life, not just your business, but your life what you want. You know, so many CEOs are under more pressure than ever. They're under so much stress. What's the point if you're not sleeping at night and your spouse is ready to divorce you? And believe me, when I start working with people, that's one of the first stories that I hear is how their marriage is on the rocks because the business is taking so much time or because they're not their their children are experiencing problems because they're not spending enough time with them. So the whole formula comes together to grow the business, but it's holistic because we focus on the life too. And you can find at DeborahBringelson.com forward slash growth that I mentioned, you can find out more about all of the components of that. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Um, I, as I didn't give you a warning about this, so you, you can decline if you'd like. Um, but usually I like to ask all of our, our guests on the show, if there's any one particular book, that has had a significant impact on them and that it would recommend something that has to do with, you know, maybe some of the content of what we've discussed. Is there anything at all that comes to mind? You know, I love the work of Joe Dispenza. Um, if somebody's experiencing health issues now, what he talks about in this book that I'm going to recommend is about health, but you can, you can extrapolate it and use it for other parts of your life. But I love his book. You are the placebo. Um, he also has a great book called breaking the habit of being yourself, where he talks about how your body starts to run your life, you know, those core beliefs. And he does it from a scientific perspective. If there's somebody who's like, well, I really want to understand the science behind all this. They're readable. Um, you can pay attention to the science or not, 
but it's there if you want it. So, so I really love any of Joe Dispenza's work. Awesome. Awesome. All right. We'll link up to those in the show notes. Uh, Deborah, it's been really, really a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing uh, some of your experiences and some of your knowledge. I will definitely put a link to the website where there's so much more that we were not able to get to um, in this episode. And uh, we also appreciate your generous gift of uh, the downloads that you mentioned earlier. We'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you.